Lewis from me, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys, always, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, the podcast by young rock metal fans discovering new music and helping find a place they can connect and feel accepted. So welcome to the show, everybody. We got another great one with a returning band, but a new member this time. Yep, we've got Audio Cruddy back in the podcast, and their lead singer, Arturo, or Art, is going to be on with us. And, man, we really go and reflect on, you know, him being in a band, apart for 12 years, coming back together, playing live shows, and just all that comes with it. This is a great episode to really reflect on. Before we jump in, though, I want to thank support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So as you guys know, what's my favorite thing to do? I love going to concerts, love going to festivals. Hell, the week that we are releasing this episode, I'm going to be at Upheaval Fest in Michigan to go see Bring Me the Rise and the Ghost Side. We came as Romans, Ice Nine Kills, Falling in Reverse. And you guys know I'm going to be in the pit every single moment for all of those shows. So I got to make sure that I'm something that I call Mosh Pit Fit. So what is Mosh Pit Fit? That is being able to go from the beginning of the first band to the end of the last band every single step of the way. No breaks, no nothing. No stopping, all gas, yeah. And also being sure that you're strong enough to be able to, you know, take some of those hits because you're not, might not be the biggest person, but also deliver on those hits as well. That's Mosh Pit Fit. And I do that by going to the gym consistently. I'm there, you know, six times a week, two and a half to three hours of crack, and doing a lot of cardio, a lot of weightlifting, a lot of training in this aspect. But I also make sure my body is preparing right and recovering right so I can do this on a day in and day out basis and make sure I'm Mosh Pit Fit to do that on a day in and day out basis and be as happy as a clam. So to be Mosh Pit Fit, prepare and recover right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have many types of supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals and be Mosh Pit Fit. They have different types of BCAA recovery compounds to help you absorb nutrients in your muscles after workout. For the pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free, I use their stim-free stuff because me and caffeine and stimulants, I don't need any more energy than I already have. Also, there's also their pre, uh, sorry, their protein, whey-based protein, collagen-based protein, plant-based protein. I use their whey-based Protein, chocolate, multivitamins, that's just delicious, good stuff. Different types of creatine, multivitamins, literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has it for you. So our listeners and viewers of the podcast get 20% off your code CPP20 at fxfitness.com, link description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now, guys, let's just jump in with Arturo or Art from Audio Karate. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. Early in 2022, we brought this band onto the podcast, but it was a different member because we talked about their album, Ultra, which came out back in March of 2022, but now it's July of 2023, and they just released a nice little EP called A Show of Hands, and I'm pretty sure you've heard of this band over the course of your time, especially either here on the podcast or throughout the world. If you like that melodic, emotional punk side of pop punk, this is something you're definitely getting into. And you can check out this band throughout the year because they are going on tour. And if you're like me in Milwaukee, you get to see them here live at the end of July. So without further ado, please welcome Arturo or Art from the band Audio Karate to the podcast. So Art, welcome to the Corporate Progression Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being on. How has everything been going in your world as of late? I mean, we're already halfway through the year and it seems like you guys are getting back on the road, having a good time. So how's life been going for you? It's been good. Um, yeah, the band's been surprisingly busy this year. Um, we decided to kind of, when we got back together, we're like, all right, there's these certain spots we have to play and there's these certain things that we have to do. And, and then COVID hit. So that kind of obviously threw everything, you know, uh, up in the air. So this year we're kind of getting back to that and getting back on, on the road. And one of the places we've been meaning to play since we came back was the Midwest. So 
kind of to go jump on your thing about Milwaukee. We will finally be going to the Midwest after many, many years. Yeah, because I remember when I first had, uh, I think it was Jason, I had him on the podcast. I was like poking. I'm like, come on, come to the Midwest, man. I need to see a show. Like, I need to see something like this. And I'm super excited that you guys are able to finally get over the Midwest because that means the Midwest gets to see you guys play live once again. I can see you play live for the first time and get to have just a whole entire blast doing all of that. So, finally, people get to see Audio Karate live that may have never seen him or haven't seen them in one hell of a long time. Exactly. Yeah, that was the point. So, glad we're able to finally do it after many years. I mean, it's it's absolutely fantastic, but it's from all the lives you've been playing so far. I mean, it's got to feel good again, especially you know getting the band back together, especially post COVID, all that stuff that happened there. Being able to go out on the road, playing these live shows once again, and back to these markets that you haven't played in a, quite a while or in a long time, or maybe even ever, must be good to get out there and just kind of experience that all once again. It's kind of like you know you're being in a band for the first time once again after not seeing a bunch of these markets for quite some time. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of twofold now, right? Because it's like. For us, it's like we we stopped what officially like around 06, and then we we came back around 2018, and then right when we were like kind of getting into the swing of things, then COVID hits. So it's it's a combination of us being a band again and getting to experience again these different markets and the, these different places that we played many years ago, but also kind of getting that kind of kick in the ass again because of COVID and not being able to do the things that we wanted to do, and now we're able to. I mean, I'm sure a lot of bands echo this, you know, sentiment as well is just being able to get back on the road and play shows again in front of people is so amazing. So it's kind of twofold for us. It's like, awesome. We're back together and we've got to the COVID thing. Let's do this. Yeah, because I know I know a number of bands that had, you know, some of them had gotten back together right before COVID, COVID hit. And then it was like, oh, you know, that that kind of just kind of took the wind right out of them or even bands that have been established for so long where post COVID, just the struggles behind that just had a tough time. Keep going. And just kind of call the quits. Maybe priorities change. Anything could have happened in those like one, like that year yeah. and a half to two years when shit just was hitting the fan. However, the fact that you guys are finally back out on the road, you know, doing things that you haven't done, touring marks you haven't toured maybe since you know 2005, 2004, maybe mm-hmm. even like 2006. It's it's just absolutely incredible because there's not many bands that can have that long of a time period off, come back together and still do, and then plus have even an extended period of time off as that's happening due to the fact that there's a global pandemic that happened and it shut down live music for over a year. Yeah. And you never know. I mean, you had that long layoff and then, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm assuming many bands who reunite have the same conversation that we had is like, how, how are we going to do when we come back? Like how many people are going to show up to, you know, if we play in San Francisco, we know we kind of, you know, we know we have the hometown thing we can play that. And we know that that's going to be, you know, you can gauge that accurately, but it's the, it's the other stuff. It's like, how is that going to go? And then, but much to our surprise, it's been a very warm welcome. And yeah, it's been, it's exceeded my expectations for sure. I was like, you're going to segue right into the next question I was going to ask is now that you guys are playing these live shows, what's the reception been like? What's the energy been like? What's the crowd been like? Because for again, if you're thinking about it, there are some people that haven't seen you possibly in 20 years. Like that's a right. really, really, really long time not to see a band live, especially if you really like them. So that reception, hearing that is going to mean, what has it all been like? Even though you've already said, you know, it's been really good. It's been fantastic to see. I got to know more. Yeah, it's been, it's, I don't know. For me, you never really get used to like fans. Like people are like, wait, you actually come, you're here to see my band play? Like, really? <laughs> like it never, it, it just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, it's just me or something, but I've just never gotten used to that, which I think is a good thing. Um, Cause I've never like taken it for granted. Um, so coming back, I think in my head, and I think in the band's head, we thought, well, 
it's going to be people that, again, may have seen us or wanted to see us. So we're thinking it's along our age demographic, right? Maybe mid to late 30s, getting into their 40s. We're going to see those people. They're, they've got to find a babysitter now, and they're going to come to our show. And that's who we're going to see. And, of course, that, that those people are there. But the trippy thing, and, again, it's the new the, the fans or the, the fans that you meet for the first time is younger people. That has tripped me out, like meeting someone who's 20 years old who's like, I just found you guys on, like, Spotify, and I love you guys. So they had, like, in other words, the people that I had no idea that we were a band whatever years ago and just like us and just came to the show. It's like, what? Like, that just trips me out. Like, that, I still can't get my head around that. I mean, it's kind of understandable, too, especially as, again, looking back to before you guys had that had the split in 06 and then came back. Again, a lot of people back then, we talked about 20 years, where people that were 20 years old at that time that were seeing your live shows, now, like you said, late 30s, maybe early 40s, got to go find a babysitter and you have to make a whole entire plan around it because you might have kids. You might be, they might be your kids. You're not going to have the freedom of someone like, you know, who's in their early twenties or even like late teens that can just go to every single just show at a whim. Like we used to. Yeah. Like I used to when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like get drunk I, in the parking lot and just like, oh, and just, I, I don't know what tomorrow was going to bring exactly. But yeah, it's a totally different thing. And you don't, and you have to keep that into consideration. Like I think when I was younger, I didn't think about those things. Like I just, Hell, I mean, most of the time I'd have like two or three beers before I go on stage and then play. Like, I never do that anymore. Like, that's not even something I mess with just for the fear of the alcohol drying my vocals out. You know what I mean? So I take it so much more seriously because I know that there are those people that are like, hey, you made plans to come see us. Like, you made a thing and you got a babysitter or whatever you did. Like, you're busy and you came and actually got in a car or an Uber, hopefully, uh, and came and see it and, and saw us. So it's something that I appreciate way more as a kid you didn't really get it it was just like oh, i'm just playing shows and now it's like oh, this is kind of a thing and people are paying to see us and we better give them a good show we've been thinking about it from the fans perspective as well because right now i'm i'm here at 28 years old but i kind of still go to as many shows as i possibly can still enjoy it and my big thing is always, you know, how, what's the energy of the show going to be like? Even if the sound isn't perfect, as long as the crowd's having a blast and we're pushing right. people around, we're having a good time. That's what I'm all into. But, you know, I know people that are a little bit older where they don't go to concerts as much. They're not going to want to be in the pit as much as no. I am. They're going to want to stand off to the side and maybe and enjoy the music, watch the show. And their priorities are going to be of what they like as a show is going to be a little bit different. They're going to want to ha see the best performance on stage. They're going to want to hear the best quality of sound and want to connect with it in that way. So now that, you know, when it comes to the audience that you're primarily seeing at these shows, even with some of the younger kids coming there, you're focused on delivering on that sound, delivering on that full experience where those people are going to really enjoy it, but the energy could still be there where the kids that are coming that have found you on Spotify that are in their late teens, in their early 20s, that are still going to shows as much as possible because that's what they truly love to do, much like what you were doing as a kid. Right. They're still connecting with it because the sound is still good. The, the, the stage show is still good because you are fully committed to it, where the energy is going to be driven off of that, and that's what they're going to connect with. Right. And you want, it's nice to have that balance. I mean, ideally, yeah, it's great to have everybody just go batshit crazy. That's always great. <laughs> just high energy, just totally losing it. That's rad. Um, but it is nice to have the balance. I, and, I, and again, as a, someone who's older, I understand the guy or the girl who sits in the back of the audience and just watches the show because I'm that same person. And so are my friends when, when and if we go to shows, which is rare because I'm freaking 40 and married and not going to do that as much as I used to. So it's really nice. It's nice to have the balance as someone who relates to that person. 
it's so awesome to have the younger people who are like, dude, I'm, I'm freaking geeked out. Like, I want to be in the pit. I want to be singing loud and get, like, kind of into it. So it's, it's awesome to have that balance. It's a perfect kind of little microcosm of, of, of different demographics, right? You got the older folks who are in the back. You got the younger folks who are in the front just going apeshit. And that's awesome. Like, that's what we want. You know what I mean? It's a great balance. And you see the bands that have like a longevity to their career, especially when it comes to a live setting, the bands that are consistently bringing in a lot of people, it's they're connecting with the fans in that way where you watch them on stage. And if you're one of those people that are going to be sitting for the back, you watch them on stage and you're watching that whatever the show is going to be. If it's going to be something that has more theatrics behind it, more movement behind it, maybe some crazy stuff in the background or just guys going absolutely ape crazy on stage. Right. But the sound is good, too, so you're enjoying it that way. The people are in the front are the super fans, and they just want to have some super surreal kind of experience, being as close right. to their favorite artists as possible. Then there's us in the pit that just want, you know, just sound good, have a good amount of energy, drive it. We got you covered right in the middle of here. And it's something where, from your perspective, being able to understand all of that and how to make sure that your live show is centered around understanding how all these different needs need to be met and how they can all be met in one show. That's something that not a lot of bands, especially when they're younger, I think take fully into account because again, it's the experience, it's life experience. It's just not there at that point. It'll get there if they continue on, but it's just not there at that point when you're like, you know, in a band at 23, 24 years old. It's like, it's like a lot of trades, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if you're a sports guy, but I mean, you'll probably understand the analogy. It's like, uh, it's like a, a baseball or basketball or football player who hits that sweet spot when they have all this, you know, great talent and they have this like youth and this ability to, you know, run a hundred yards in whatever seconds and whatever, but then they, they're, they're in their, I don't know, seventh, eighth season, eighth season as a player. And they hit that sweet spot where they've got that veteran kind of ability and they kind of have enough under their belt that they know how to play the game they have the the wherewithal but they still have that youthful yeah there's like a sweet spot you know what i mean and um we're probably a little past our sweet spot <laughs> it's probably more like in our 30s um but you know it's a lovely ride downhill it's fine you know what i mean like we're sort of at the end where it's like well i could give it my all and like really go like hard hard and you know for a show but yeah, you know, I gotta you gotta pick and choose, you know what I mean? Because then your back hurts, and you know, and then you're not you're not singing as well. You sort of forego that, especially for me. So um, yeah, we're veterans basically at this point, you know what I mean? And we're fine with that because there's something that's as good. There's a lot of good in being a veteran about in the especially in the scene. Oh, absolutely. I was gonna use like going back to that sports analogy. Think about someone like LeBron James when LeBron James right. with the Cavaliers after being drafted. I mean, the dude was. What, this this insane athletic freak of nature, high flying, doing all these insane athletic feats, and yeah, because the youth, the, the the youth, the energy was there. Once he got traded to Miami, now all of a sudden you're starting to see that mix between the youthful energy and the veteranness right. come in. Now that you know he's in his almost twentieth season, you're seeing he's still he's still a force he's still a force to be reckoned with. But it's not to the same energy that he was when he just broke no, into the he league. Just can't do it. Yeah. But you're seeing, but like losing his using his game, it's evolved. He's even better as a passer. He's taking exactly. more shots. He's not driving to the hole as much. So his game has evolved around that based on where he's at in his career. Much like you guys, it's you know you're on that veteran side now, and it's going to be like you said, a nice slow ride into the veteranness where it's not going to be somewhere you're just going to drop right into it. It's like, okay, now you can slowly go into it, 
but it's somewhere you can use that experience to know, okay, if this show, if we take a look at the crowd, if the crowd is one that's going to be absolutely rambunctious and wild, this might be the show to go absolutely rambunctious and wild. The next show might be one where the audience is very much more into just enjoying the stage show and just see what you guys have. And you can cater to that. You can use your experience to figure out how to best make the show for the crowd around you alongside you making sure that you're able to give it your all and give it your best for each show depending upon what you need to do. Right. And again, I, I, I all the veteran, all of the years under my belt or that we have or whatever, the years of playing, you know, sometimes you do sort of throw that out the window. If it's like, all right, I was going to, I told myself I was going to pace myself because I've got three more shows to play. <laughs> But this crowd is totally just feeding off and they are going crazy and I can't help it. They've hooked me in and I'm probably going to lose my voice tonight, but whatever. Like you only live once. So even that goes out the window and you're like, screw it. I'll, you know, I'll deal with it tomorrow. You try not to do that, but, um, you know, it's, you feed off a crowd's energy. You can't help it. You know what I mean? It's a visceral experience. It's, it's, I come from, you know, sort of punk rock. So that, that was how I went to shows and. Those are my those are my favorite shows. Are going to shows and just completely losing myself in the moment. And you know the band's completely lost in the moment too. Oh yeah, it's it's especially even like because the shows I go to, most of them are more of those metal metalcore shows. I also go to a lot of punk shows as well because I still love punk rock. It's like one of the first <clears> things <throat> I really fell in love with in music. So it's when I see all that stuff happening, when I'm part of that crowd, and you just you're seeing everyone go nuts, and you're seeing the band feed off energy, and you can feel it. It's something mm-hmm. where you want to just keep feeding into that because. At that moment, and this comes from any concert, and I kind of have thought about this, even though I've never been really in a band that's ever been on stage, never really had been able to do that, but it's something where when you're playing a live show, who can you directly impact with your music? It's going to be the people that are at that show right in front of you. So the best way to go about impacting them in the moment is if they're the crazy crowd, get crazy with them. If they're the crowd that just wants to enjoy the, the sound and just watch the band and just see the best performance possible then that's what you have to do. It's just understanding that because you can impact those people directly. That's what they're there for. The people that are online that didn't buy tickets, yeah, they're not there in that moment. These people are. What's going to matter to the show? How these people react, not how people on Twitter that are just like might get a 10-second clip of you guys playing are going to react. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like It really is. Every crowd is different. It's trippy, and every every audience can be different. So it is kind of not reading the crowd, but just, it's a vibe. Like it's, you know, it's something that's in the air. You can't really describe it. You know what I mean? And um, I appreciate bands who are very like formulaic and, and can do the same. I'm sure you've seen them. The bands who do the same exact same thing, the same exact way, you know, from song one to song 20. Uh, we've never really been that kind of band for better or worse. You know what I mean? Like, again, I, I sort of envy sometimes those really structured bands. So I'm like, man, that's a really well put together show it's it's a little formulaic and it's a little structured but man it works they found something that works for them and clearly yeah but where we've always been a little more organic and and do try to feed off the crowd it's almost like uh again i don't don't know i keep using metaphors but uh if you've ever like heard about like it like uh improvisational shows like curb your enthusiasm or stuff Mm -hmm. like that like you hear about those shows where they have like a, a sort of a template like all right uh this guy's gonna do this and then this person's gonna come in and then you're gonna react Everything else is is um, unscripted. They're just kind of they're they're just flying and improvising. Our band's kind of like that. We have a sort of a structure, and then within that structure, there's a lot of looseness. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's mostly yeah, I, good. That's the good news. 
See, I, I know, I know what you mean too, because I've seen it from all different aspects. When it comes to more of like a somewhat of a structure that absolutely hits for me, I always look at a band like Rise Against. Whenever I see Rise Against live, it's yeah, the first example. like nine or ten songs they play, maybe eleven. It's gonna be something that's gonna be on the heavier, faster pace. It's gonna get you to move. It's gonna get you to go. It's gonna get you the crowd all riled up. And then all of a sudden, the band's going to break. Tim's going to come out with his acoustic guitar. You're going to hear You're Swing right. Life Away in one other acoustic song. And especially for me, us in the pit, we're going to get that little bit of a breather. So then the last three songs of the night, we're still going at it full yeah. force. I see it. I've seen them so many times. It's yeah. always it's that same. It's a curated song list. Yeah, they've, and they figured it out. And look at how successful they are. They've totally yeah. figured it out. Exactly. I remember I saw a Sum 41 open for, I think it was Newfound Glory, when mm-hmm. they were not, like nobody, like and I, I saw them and I'm like, this band's either going to fall flat on their face or they're going to be a super huge band. Because they just, they had this, you can just, I, I, I had never seen them before and I knew that this was a well curated set of songs. They did everything, like the guitars behind the head and the jokes, everything was so perfect. And I'm like, they, they've worked on this. Like, there's no way, you felt it. It was almost labored, like not nothing against them, but it did feel a bit, not hokey, but I was like, They've, they've worked this out. They know what they've, they've worked on this, but I'm like, it's either going to work fantastically or, or there, no one's going to care. And it totally worked. And, and when it totally works, I mean, you're seeing the bands that have figured out that someone of that formula, when it totally works, it just absolutely hits. And you see them grow. You see them headline these major mm-hmm. uh, festivals. You see them headline, you know, these major venues. Even so there are some of those bands that have that more improvisational style where, Already, you know, what song's going to come first? I have no idea. What song right. are they going to end with? I feel like they should end with maybe song A, but they're going to pick song F because it just feels like it on that night. You never know what might happen, but it's bands like that too where they can get super successful at the same time and have people go to like three, four shows in a row because you don't know exactly what you're to expect, but if you connect with them so much, it's a different experience over and over and over again. It's something that's unique. It's not as easy to do as have, it's not as easy to do consistently when you get that structure. But again, it is hard to build that structure if you're going to build it because it takes night after night of trying to figure out what works, what, how's the crowd reacting? Does the crowd react consistently to this? There's so much that goes into it. You kind of have to figure out as a band, what's your style working together as a group, but also what's going to be best for the crowd as well. Because again, the crowd feeding off that energy is such a big piece of it. Yeah. And again, I, I admit I envy those bands at one point. I think when we were touring back when we were first getting started, we tried to do that. We're like, should we like curate this show and try to be like this thing and figure it out? And I think we tried it. And you know, what was funny is it kind of worked. Like we saw, cause back then, you know, we were playing to just audiences where maybe half the crowd or 80% of the crowd didn't know who we were. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're playing to a lot of new potential new fans, whatever you want to, you know, and we did see a reaction. Like we saw like, Oh yeah. Like our merch sales are up and more people are coming up to us. And like, this works. But it just felt so, ugh, it just felt so forced. Like we, we did it for like seven shows and then we're like, this, I don't want to do this anymore. This is so annoying. It's boring. I, I again, I come from a, a sort of this sort of punk rock thing. So there's that sort of part of me that, you know, I, I watched bands where you didn't know if they were going to like beat the shit out of each other or stop four songs in and just break up. Like I saw bands do that. And I mean, it's a bummer and I wouldn't want to watch it now. I wouldn't want to pay 50 bucks to go watch a band play four songs and walk on stage. That'd be terribly annoying. But when you're a kid 
there was something sort of visceral and exciting about that. And that's kind of what made punk rock so sort of dangerous and, and, and crazy. And so I, a part of me, there is, there's still that kid that sort of <laughs> wishes he, or wants that element of it. Not totally. I want to play the show and get through it, but I like that element of you don't really know what you're going to get. And that's what a real life show is to me sometimes. See, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier when it came to, you know, you guys being more of the veteran side of things. The fact that you still think about that, the fact that that still lives in your memory and that lives in your brain of, you know, of course, I don't want to see a band go on stage, play four songs, get angry at each other, walk off stage. And that's the last time you ever hear of them. But again, the excitement that's behind it, the excitement of what could happen at this show, the uniqueness of any moment, it's something that it's excites you, it gives you energy, it gives you curiosity, so Mm -hmm. it helps connect other people like, you know, what might happen? I don't know. But you want to make sure, especially, you know, maybe as you're getting older too, even myself, it's, I don't want to go to a show where, you know, band might play two, three songs and then call it a day. It's like, you know what, we're done with this. No, I don't want to see it because I've... I spent money on this. Like, I, I want to get my money's worth. I want to get my full fill. If all of a sudden you guys start beating the crap out of each other on stage, but then start playing song while you're doing it, I mean, I might be into that. I don't know. <laughs> it might. A great example, and again, I don't even necessarily mind when bands are, like, polarizing, where it's like half the crowd hates them and half the crowd loves them, or half the crowd doesn't know what to make of it. A good example is uh, I saw At The Drive-In open for the Get A Kids. This is years ago. And I I'd never heard of At The Drive-In. And uh, I was sitting kind of in the front because, again, I was always in the front. And my buddies were kind of in the back. At The Drive-In was maybe the most annoying band I've ever seen live. So they went into that. They went, they, they cut into the Get Up Kids set. Get Up Kids were headlining. For 20 minutes, the singer kept checking this, like, mic. It was like a specialty mic. It wasn't like his regular mic. He kept saying, huh, check, 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 just obnoxiously. They kept, they essentially were on stage, like, sound checking and it was like just it was like what are they doing then they start playing and it's complete chaos they're just all over the place people start stage diving they stop in the middle of the song and they they scold the audience for stage diving and saying this is stupid you're going to get hurt no more of this stop it now this probably more bands probably do this now or tell beforehand hey be careful don't stage dive. i get that that's fine so they were so just crazy and chaotic and obnoxious almost that by the end of the show, my friends were like, that was the worst band I've ever seen. And I wasn't with them. I was alone. And I think because of that, I had a different experience. And I came from that, like, I get why they were so annoying. That was the most exciting band I've seen in 20 years. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to go buy their record tomorrow. And I did. Oh, that is that is hysterical. Because I, I do know bands are like that, too, where it's, I, I, I've seen them perform where I knew who they were. They go into shows and they're playing on a bill where maybe the audience isn't going to be fully into them, but I know some people that are. So they go on stage, high energy, crazy, manic. You have no idea what the hell is going to go on. The lead singer is jumping into the crowd. He's moshing with us. He's starting right. shit. He's calling people out just for the hell of it. He's telling people to stage dive. And I remember seeing this at a different show, told people to stage dive. Some dude came up and almost kicked the drum set over and he's like, all right, we can't do that no more because that dummy fucked it up. It's like, well, <laughs> no, I, I, get, I, get, I get where he's coming from there now. I mean, you almost yeah. ruined the whole band set because you drunkenly tried to get up on stage. I mean, you almost fell headfirst into the, in the kick drum. We don't want to yeah. see that. But, that. It's, yeah. but it's stuff like that where it's just the chaos of you never know what might happen. 
it does have such an exciting piece behind it. And there are bands that I have seen where I, I've gone into shows, I've had no idea what to expect. No clue what their live set is like. Hell, there's sometimes I've never even heard of them. Or maybe I heard the name, never heard a song. And right. I've left the show because it was either pure chaos or something that was just so extraordinarily insane with high energy. I'm just like, I must now figure out everything I can about this band in terms of what their sound is. And is this going to become a favorite band of mine? And sometimes right. that actually happens. And yeah, it's pretty cool. The they make a mark. Yeah, they make a impression on you. So yeah, part of me sort of misses that, and a part of me likes to have that element in our band. Now we're not at the driving, we're not crazy or anything like that. And we're not. We're again, we're older, but I just like that looseness of hey, you might get something today that you wouldn't get tomorrow. You're not going to get the same show. We're going to give you a show, and we're going to get through the songs. We're not going to break up on stage, but but we're gonna we're gonna at least keep things a little loose to have some kind of an organic, real experience. Yeah, please don't break up on stage. We don't we, we don't want to see that from you guys. I mean, again, you guys were apart for 12 years. Now you're back together. We don't want to see you guys come apart again, especially nah, during a live crazy. setting. We're too old. We would just break up afterwards. Like, hey, that was, yeah. I almost broke up on stage, but now we're really breaking up. <laughs> it's like, it's I barely like, got that set. We barely got through it. And now after the show, we're going to have a little sit <laughs> down in the, in the back of the venue. We're going to be on lawn chairs. We have a little like picnic table out in front of us. Yeah. Do you want to do this? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. That's okay. It. <laughs> yeah. Amic we're amicably agreeing. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't happen, but so far, like, cause again, we've talked about like the crazy shows that you guys can come or the curious stuff. This is the improvisation that you guys can come up with. Like, have you been doing more of the, for the shows you've been playing more of like, just kind of like this improv stuff, more of this, you know, more structured stuff. What have you guys been doing more as of late now that, you know, you're on the road, of course, more in that veteran status. Yeah. Again, it, it, I mean, it, at our age and, and wanting feeling obligated to give people a performance because we know what, what trouble they go through to be there and having such an appreciation for it. Yeah, we do take it seriously. I mean, when I say like loose, it's probably not as loose as I'm probably touting it to be. Um, so no, we, we try to, I think what I do is I, we don't like saying, Hey, this is the part where you're going to take your guitar and do this. And this is the part where we're, it's not that it's just like, these are the songs in order. And there's a reason that these songs are in order, kind of like the Rise Against thing you were talking about. Like, this will be kind of a lull and we'll kind of take it down a notch and, and hopefully it goes that way. And that's about it. It's about 70, 80 percent kind of structured with a little bit of looseness. But um, but no, yeah, it, it, it is more of a thought out kind of thing. We want to give a good show. We want to perform to our best. We want people to leave happy. You know, what I mean, that's important to us at this age. Yeah, and it seems like, again, the minds that you have around there, everything you've already experienced with these shows, it seems like people are leaving happy. I haven't, I looked online to see if I could find anything about, you know, your live shows, seeing what was going on there, seeing what people have been saying. I had not seen really anything negative when it came forward. So I got to say, you're pretty much hitting on it, especially from people's reactions after the show when they're posting about it. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. And again, it's not that hard. It just takes some practice and some time and just thinking, thinking it out and being like, Hey, you know, we've been having trouble on this song. Let's make sure that we, ha we look out for this. And it's just troubleshooting. You know what I mean? It's like anything else, like any trade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any trade or anytime, you know, you're on your computer and all of a sudden it's like, okay, why is this not working? You start like mm -hmm. smashing your keyboard. It's like, okay, let's hit control L delete. Let's see what happens. This ain't working. Ah! And just start exactly, going nuts. Yeah. yeah. So again, yeah. We just we, we want people to have a good time. It it, it matters to us. I, I don't take it for granted. I don't think I took it for granted before. I just never thought about it before when I was when I was young. Now I do, and so 
Yeah, and and it's 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 always you always feel better going you know at the end of the night too. It's like hey, we did our best and people seem happy. Everybody went home happy. Yeah, another show in the books that was that went well. Yeah, because even myself, I I feel better after shows than I do before shows because it's you know you're feeling the positivity still from there. You're feeling that positive high. You want to just keep going off of that, and that's something you want to keep going for. And if you're putting on a good show, it's you know you're gonna be feeling that it becomes a little bit of a an addictive thing just because. It feels so good when you know that, you know, you put on one hell of a show, you're feeling so positive after you're seeing people come up to the merch table, talk to you guys. You're seeing people come and buy some more of the stuff, you know, buy, you know, if they get, you got the vinyl records out there, people are coming picking up those people are coming picking up, you know, if you guys see the, the different colored variants, Sorry. all that other stuff, still going and doing all that. There's still the connection piece there that it just brings so much positivity. You don't want to lose out on it. And yeah, pretty much that's where I was going to go with that. I'm like, where can I go with that for? They're like, nope, it's just the positivity you feel and just the veteranness that you guys have behind there. You know, when you're younger, especially early on, it's like you're doing this. Kind of think about it from a kid's perspective. Like when you're a little kid, it seems like you don't take things with a certain perspective in it because yeah. you only know the world for the first, especially if like you're eight years old. You've only known the world for eight years where you, you don't know what's beyond that. And then when you're like 24, you have appreciation for things that you did when you were a kid. But if you're in a band at like 24, you're playing these live shows, the appreciation for some of those things might not come until later on in life from the music side of things, because it's kind of like, okay, you only know this very select piece of it. You only know this very select time frame of it. Once you get a larger time frame, then you're going to have more appreciation for the things that you did when you were younger and how it relates to the things you can still do later on in your career. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And um, again, yeah, it's a good age. It's a good time for us as a band, uh, especially because when you are older, you're not, we're not reliant on being full-time musicians, right? It's, it's basically like a side hustle. Um, it's something that we do in our free time. We do it because we love to do it. We do it for free anyway. Um, so to be able to do it, but be at an age where, you know, you have your life and you've got your stability and you've got your wife and your kids, your mortgage and all that good stuff. But then you've got this thing on the side that you can do that's super fun. It's a great time. This is I've been a musician now for 25 years and this is the, the best the best my musical career has ever been. And it's fantastic to hear, honestly, because I know so many people that are, you know, I, I don't love the people that are still trying to make, make it a career, make it their thing, make it their full time thing. I love the people that are doing that. I've also talked with a lot of people that are further into their career as well, where it's like, yeah, you know, maybe a step back for a little bit. Now you're coming back into it and you're just trying to find where it fits into your life. You're just trying to figure out how you can still bring this positivity mm -hmm. there, bring what makes the positive for you, for your family, for the people around you, while still also being able to do the things that you also love to do. And if it's like with you guys, with Audio Karate, where it's, okay, this is kind of more of the side hustle thing. We still have our lives, we still have everything else, but there's something that still brings so much positivity into what, oh, yeah. our lives, everything. Just keep rolling with it because that positivity is something that radiates to other people, especially through music with how much of an emotional connection we all have to it. Yeah, and it's an interesting point now that you're kind of saying, I never really, I mean, I thought about it, but like, I mean, for us, it's, it's, you know, we've all known each other since we were little kids, since we were like 12, our drummer and um, our guitarist are cousins. So they've known each other since, you know, birth. Um, for us, you know, it's, you know, a certain group of friends get together, they have some commonality, whether it's a sports or golf. For us, it's, it's the band, right? So that is our opportunity to basically just hang out with my best friends. And it just so happens that we're able to play music together. And uh, you know that's so much better. So I think there that positivity. I hope at least I feel like it does now that I'm kind of talking to you. I think it does resonate because 
we haven't hung out in like a month or two because we're all we do are busy and live in different parts of the US. So we're like, hey, we're all together and we're like happy to be here and doing what it is we've been doing for so long. So I think that that feeds. I think it shows. I, I, I do think because we are smiling and we're in good moods. Like we're like, hey, we're, you know, it's good to see you. Oh, yeah. Now we got to play some songs together. Like, oh, we I, know how to do that. That's fine. Yeah. And just like talking to you during this and just seeing kind of your reaction during when you're talking about, you know, live sets, talking about music, talking about all of this. There's a certain positivity, a certain smile on your face that kind of speaks to that. Because again, if it's somewhere you're going out, you're playing shows with your best friends, you're getting to hang out with your best friends, probably more so than other people who get to, who have their best friends that live maybe 20, 30 miles away, get to see them. You guys are yeah. living in different parts of the country and you guys are going on playing shows, you know, maybe once a month. It's like, hell, some people don't see their best friends for like five, 10 years. And you get to go out and play shows while yeah. living in different parts of the country, just how awesome is that? Yeah, most of my, my best friends are musicians, so that is the way that we get to hang out is music. I, case in point, my two oldest friends who I grew up with high school, I still see them, but I maybe only see them once a year. It's really hard to just get together. The point that we have to make a plan, like, all right, we're going to Vegas, right? We're going to Vegas. We're, all right, mm -hmm. cool. We're gonna, or we're going camping. Like, it's a thing that we have to do and set up and tell the, the spouses and, and the kids and all that stuff and, and make it work. Um, and I maybe see them once a year. But the guys in audio karate and any other band that I'm in, I, I mean, I see them way more than that because they're, you know, because there's a demand for us to play. And so we're playing. Yeah. And I've got a friend too. One of my best friends lives in Minnesota because I'm in Wisconsin. It's he's, he's married. He has a kid. Now I don't get to see him very no. much. I could see him maybe yeah. once or twice a year, if that, but we kind of made a point now where it's what's one thing we're always going to do. Always want to go to a music festival together at least once a year. Right. That's because what I do with my buddies. Yeah, exactly. Those two guys, it's half the, it, I was saying Vegas. Cause we usually go to um, punk rock bowling in Vegas. That's oh, like our nice. thing. And we go I, between you and I, I don't even really even like punk rock bowling. I just go cause they like it. And I go with them to hang out. I actually, as a general rule, I'm not a big fan of festivals, <laughs> um, but they're fun. Like I get it. Like, and I go with them because they want to go and I only see them once a year. And, and again, it's still, you know, even if you're not the biggest fan of festivals, it's music. It's connect. <laughs> it's music. It connects you. Same with my buddy. It's even like, we still like going to festivals, but it's a thing that we get to do. We get to spend four days in mosh pits, just going nuts together. And whatever the hell happens, happens because at the end of each night, when we're just, you know, pooped, just like, okay, we're done. We're going to go to sleep. We're just going to sleep exhausted and happy at the exact same point in time because we got to hang out with each other. We got to see some great music, got to be in some right. great mosh pits, got to meet more people, just got to hang out and just not care about anything else going on in the world. Just got to be positive and got to hang out with each other once again, much like all the times we did when we were like 17, 18 years old. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the best. That's one of the best things about being a musician is, yeah, you just get to hang out with your friends and, and do the thing that you love doing the most. So for that, I am very grateful and very lucky. Yeah. And, and there's another thing that kind of adds into that too. And that's for a lot of younger bands that are out there where, again, the perspective that you have at this point in your life, where you can look back on what it was when you were younger and how many friends you met through music, how many friends you still have through music, how you get to play with your best friends, like once a month. And you guys are all over the, all over the country. You guys get to come together and still play, get together, have a blast with it. How much of a, how many of those younger bands, you know, those are some of the moments that, you know, you're making friends for life at that point, because you don't know yeah. who they are. You just run into them. You have this commonality. You love this kind of music. You love this style. You guys are playing together. You might be on the same bills on the same shows. 
And next thing you know, maybe someone gets big. Maybe you both get big. Maybe you guys start touring together and you guys are going from touring from just, you know, your local area to now you're touring regionally. You're touring the Midwest or you're touring the East Coast, West Coast, you're down South. Then you get to tour nationally and you might be taking each other on these tours. And it's just somewhere you get to hang out and just do the things that you love be the person you want to be and you get to be around the people that give you that fuel, give you that drive and give you that positivity every step of the way. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah, we are. We are lucky. We get to, we get to live in a world and be able to do the things we love to do. It's pretty amazing. And I do want to make sure I touch on this because you guys did release your two songs for the show of hands EP that came out on June 30th. When it came to those two songs, again, one thing I'd like to see is what was the reaction from those two songs you guys released? Because of course, they're brand new at this point, especially the second one, which I got to make sure I get the name of it right. The Return of a Monster in Disguise. What has been the reaction not only from, you know, maybe your friends, from fans, but also just like people in your life that is just like, okay, you're hearing this. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's been good. I mean, I think, I think there seems to be a positive reaction. I think people want to hear us write more music. Um, it's certainly not off the table. Um, again, it's just, again, being so busy and, and having the shows be kind of the main priority. Um, we try to book studio time whenever we're playing shows. We were able to just do that recently when we went up to, to, um, Northern California. So it's been positive. I mean, it's been good. I'm, I'm happy with, with the work that we, that we've, that we've put out. So yeah, I mean, in the end, in the end, all, you know, all the, I don't know. All the feedback is great. You know what I mean? But in the end, for me personally, it's, I have to be proud of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I could write a song that I think is just dog, dog shit, but if everybody loves it, it's not really going to make me feel better about it. Like, wait, what? Like, how did that work? Um, and I could write a song that I think is brilliant, but it wasn't received very well. I'm still going to be pretty proud of that work. So in the end, I, I, I don't mean to sound selfish, but I, I tend to write songs for myself. Um, if I'm happy with it, then Sometimes that's enough. It's great when people love it. It really is. Mm -hmm. And when it strikes a chord, you know, and people are into it. But in the end, if I'm not into it, then it, it doesn't really help a lot when people, you know, like it. That's <laughs> a weird thing to say, but it's true. I mean, I'd rather hear the truth than hear you say something that you think people want to hear because I love it. Yeah. The feedback is great. Let me let I should be clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. The positive well, feedback is amazing. I love it. Well, even from like, you know, if you guys are, you know, doing booking studio time when you guys are potentially going different places, just so you guys can maybe write something, record something, maybe continue to try this out. If you guys have an idea, you want to write and record more music. One thing that that kind of also adds to it is, especially when you're maybe finding that balance because maybe you write something you don't think is all that great, but the rest of the band is absolutely in love with it. You start showing it to some other people, you show them and everyone is so far, so into it. It's like, now this is awesome okay, take that feedback. It still might not be something that you're totally fully into, but it's somewhere it's okay. You can still try and gain some of that positivity off of other yeah. people's reactions. And then the ones that are giving you the most optimal positivity, even they're not striking a full chord with some people that you think it would, but you still think it's an absolutely brilliant piece of work. You never know because maybe you guys write it, record it, put it out to the masses and the masses pick up on it because maybe you're only testing out in a very small, concise environment that you never know. Maybe there's something in that song that you thought yeah, was brilliant yeah. that it's, others it's, weren't really into that the masses just like clicked into and then just it's very elusive, right? Like I mean, mainstream mainstream music's a really good example of that. And even like um like bigger rock, metal, mm -hmm. punk or whatever, there's been times where I don't know, a song comes out and a single and I'm like, 
okay, I get why that that's a hit. Like I get why that's that's everyone's gonna love that song or a lot of people mm-hmm. like like that song. And there's bands that I actually or artists that I really like and they release a single and it seems to be universally received by their audience. And I'm like, I love this band and I don't get it. <laughs> I don't really like this song. Am I just stupid? I don't understand. So it's a very elusive thing, like that thing, like what appeals to mass audiences, it's so elusive to me sometimes, you know what I mean? I would totally, you know, write those songs, but you know I mean? I'll say, don't worry, man. I've talked about that many a times here with artists and it's just, I, I find it's troubling too, just because there's certain things with pop, like those pop, like popular music, when it comes to pop audiences, there's certain things that just click and it's just insane. And then bands that are getting big on our end, especially rock and metal, punk, wherever it might be. There's some bands that are absolutely hating. It's like, okay, maybe some of these songs are hitting well. They're hitting with the masses. Even with myself, I'm listening to some of these and I'm thinking, Okay, either I like either I don't get it, or maybe I'm absolutely seeing something that's just being blocked by just one piece of this song. And there's one that's sitting in my head right now from last year where it's like a lot of people from a certain band, their fans got really into it. I'm like, that might be one of the worst songs I think they ever wrote, yeah, but everyone else is into it. This sucks. And, and I like this band. Like, and if you and like if you listen to the record, song three is the song that should have been the big song that like everybody loved. But for some reason it's this song. I'm like Am I stupid? Like, I don't get it. I'm like, all right, I just, I guess I just, I, I hear what I hear. I can't help it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. For me, I remember what band it was like, yeah, it's like song three was one that people absolutely hit. I'm like, no, 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 no. Song seven was the one that should have absolutely been massive off of this one, especially. Right. Oh, but everyone likes song. Th- I, 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 and then like trying to figure, I'm like, I kind of get it, but I also, I'm like, but, but why didn't that one hit then? <laughs> right, yeah. And again, in the case when I like the band, it's not like it's a terrible song. It's not like, like oh my God, this is garbage. It's just like, I don't really think that song's that good. And sorry, like it's a good band and I get it, but I don't really like that song. <laughs> yeah, and it could also be like in comparison to what else is from that album or what else they had been releasing in the past. Right, yeah, you lot. sort of have an idea, I guess, or a bar. I'm like, I don't think that this lives up to that, but apparently everyone else thinks so, so okay. But then again, that's the beauty of music too, because it, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah it's, you're right, yeah. It depends on how we connect with this stuff. I mean, you and I are talking and we're, we're talking, we brought up different bands. There are certain bands that we've talked about. It's like, yeah, we brought them up both. There's certain bands we brought up that we, that, you know, I'm like, okay, you're bringing up this one. I like this one. You're bringing up this one. Not really a big fan of them. But again, it's all based on how we connect with music, what yeah. our tastes are, what we emotionally are into, where someone could play me something that's like, you know, a classical masterpiece of like, you know, Mozart or Sebastian or like, uh, what is it? Uh, God, I'm trying to think of somebody Bach. else. Bach, Bach, Beethoven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna listen and be like, I can see where the technical prowess is, but I just don't care. You just don't get it. Yeah, it's just not and for then, you. Yeah. And then you, and then you can, and then you can play me like something from Anti Flag, and it'd be like, fuck yeah, this is great. Yeah. And it could be something that's just punk rock manic and just angry, but I could think it's one of the coolest things ever. That's so that's the beauty of music, though. You're right. Yeah, it's just what resonates with some, some people and what resonates, what doesn't resonate. It's very elusive. It's it's a mysterious thing. It's a mysterious thing, but when it comes to writing music on your end, I mean, as long as you guys are writing the way you want to write, as long as you guys are putting out something that you guys are all proud of collectively, that's really what matters because it's driving the positivity behind you. And when it comes to, especially the, where you are with this band, the more positivity it brings you guys, the more it brings you guys together, the more fun you're still having with it. Honestly, then the more, this is going to be a thing where every time you think about going and playing shows, every time you think about listening to music, every time you think about just hanging out with these guys, playing shows them everything all you're going to be doing is smile and be like i can't wait to do that again right yeah it makes it fun and if it wasn't fun yeah i probably wouldn't do audio karate 
Yeah. Absolutely makes sense. Now, as the rest of the year continues to roll on, I know you guys are playing a lot. I would ask you what you're doing the rest of the year, but I know you guys are playing a good amount of shows the rest of the year. So I'm going to ask one more question and I'm making it a little bit different. Usually I ask, what are you guys doing the rest of the year? But I'm going to ask you this, which show the rest of the year are you looking forward to the most? Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely the Midwest run because we have been meaning to come out and have been having people ask us to come out since we got back together. So coming back to yeah, Milwaukee, Chicago, very excited about that. And then towards the end of the year, we're playing the fest in Florida. It's a festival in Gainesville. Uh, we do it every year. We absolutely love doing it. It is so much fun. It's like punk rock summer camp. It is like a very bare bones festival. You know, you don't, you, they don't roll out the red carpet for you. Cause that's not what they're about. Um, and it's just so much fun. It's it's like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. I went to South by Southwest before it got kind of, I don't know, it's gotten a little commercialized where it's just this big corporate thing and they're like pre- premiering movies now. Well, back in the day, they used to like, you know, it was they closed out, you know, the street in mm-hmm. Austin and all these venues had all these different shows. Well, that's basically what uh, uh, the fest is. If they close down Gainesville and Gainesville has seven or eight venues that are all having shows on at different times. And you can just walk into any venue, any bar, and there's a band playing that you've never heard of, I've never seen before, and chances are they're great. Um, and I, we absolutely love doing it, and we've done it every year, and we're doing it this year, and I can't wait. It's such like so much fun. That's a that's a fantastic answer. Now I'm like, can I get done a Gainesville for the fest? Because that just sounds like a good fucking time. It's so fun, dude. It's like it's so it's so everyone's so cool, and on like it's a vibe. Everyone gets along. Yeah, it's it's not hoity toity. Uh, it's, it's not like, I don't know. There's just something about it that feels so, I don't know, uh, workmanlike, excuse, excuse the pronouns, but yeah, there's just something very cool about it that, um, that really draws us to it. Or kind of has still like a little bit of the like classic punk feel to it where it's not really commercialized. It's just, it's just about the music. It's just about, yeah. And, and this, this city just seems to be just complicit in it. It's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and just (laughs) take it over. It's fine. Um, and I love it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great festival. Like Descendants are playing, I think Antifog might have done it last year. Um, I can't remember if they're doing it this year. Uh, Thursday, Quicksand, a bunch of bands are doing it. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. I'll say if Anti-Flag is playing it this year, if I'm going down there, I know two bands I'm seeing. If I go there, Anti-Flag and Audio Karate, definitely well, going to see those. I'd have to double check, but yeah. Okay, check, okay, make it three. Check the local Instagram, yeah. I'll say actually make it three because you put the Descendants in there and you can't not see the Descendants, let's be honest. Descendants are bad, yeah. You have to. All right. All right. As we bring this podcast to inclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guests, which is you in this instance, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug or run a plug, promote whatever promote at the end of the podcast. So my friend, the floor is yours. Um, yeah. Uh, what's there? We've got a new record out, Audio Karate, a show of hands. You can listen to our music on Spotify and of course all normal social media and all that stuff. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Stay tuned for more stuff to come. Stay tuned for more stuff to come. And now it's time for you this podcast with three specific things. First things first, when it comes to audio cry, when it comes to streaming a show of hands, listening to it, making sure you get to stream the rest of their music and get to go and see them live in 2023 what you're going to want to do is go to the description of this podcast where it says find audio karate online there's going to be links and labels for everything from socials to where you can listen to music stream music buy music buy their merch where you can buy tickets for them everything will be down there for you so that you can absolutely get into this band and go and see them play live you're not going to miss out so just go to the script podcast i got you covered now it's time for number two well art whenever i have guests in the podcast i always intend to make a certain promise to them if I enjoy having them on the podcast, a way to say thank you and I wish support you in any way I can. When 
I had you guys on for a second when I had Jason on. I made him this promise, and I have to make it to you as well because this was absolutely fantastic. It's not an if. It's a when. Because when implies this is going to happen. We just need a day or time, but I have a date and time now. When I get you guys gonna, ah, when I get to see you guys perform live on July 29th here in Milwaukee, I will come and look for you. I will find you. I will go Alimis pursue you, and I will tell you this. First round's on me. Oh, nice. All right, cool. That'll work. After the show, though, because I know you take it seriously. We'll wait till after the show. And I know the venue. They just redid the whole entire bar. Like, after the show. First round's on me, man. All right. It's going to be, never, it's going to be after the show because I can't drink before a show. So, yeah, first round's on you after the show because that's when I can have a beer. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I've already imprinted it in my brain. I'm already sitting it in there. I've actually, I've, I've done this at this venue before where it's hangout afterwards. All of a sudden I'm at the bar. All of a sudden bands will start coming around. It's like, if I've had bum on the podcast, like, Hey, you owe me a run. I'm like that. I do bartender. Nice. All right. I'm going to hold you to that then. Please do. All right, all right. And then as we bring this podcast to its full conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye. Goodbye is way too final. I would love to have you back on the podcast and I will be seeing you at the end of July as well. Play see live and weeks. make good on that promise. So Art, this is not goodbye. This is, I'll see you see later. See in a couple of weeks. Yeah. See you, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you. See you in a couple of weeks. See you. Woo! Well, folks, I've been with Art from the band Audio Karate. And now it is time for Kevin's final thoughts. So taking a look back at this episode, I was glad to be able to talk to Art. I got to talk to Jason the first time. I got to talk to Art this time and look forward to seeing them on July 29th here in Milwaukee at X-Ray Arcade. If you guys are going to be at that show, find the guy in the brewer's hat in the middle of the crowd. That is going to be me. Now, when I think about what Art had said, and one of my keys is when he kind of brought the uh, idea and the concept and the metaphor about an athlete that's getting that veteran status where, you know, you might not, not, yeah, you might not have the energy or the stamina to do what's the crazy stuff that you did, but you have the mental prowess to know how to still create the best show possible. And it's that kind of mental awareness that I think is incredible, but I also think that some of the younger bands can really pick up on as wisdom and really take into account. But instead of, you know, going through and just, you know, figuring out this as they go on, you can figure this out now and use it to your advantage. What do I mean by that? So if you're a younger band, absolutely, you're going to want to put on the craziest show. You're going to want to have those crazy moments. And if your demographic is a younger demographic that really goes after it, absolutely, that is fantastic. I love shows like that. I love the crazy stuff. You know me, I'm Mosh Pit. I go into these pits all the time. The crazier the band, the crazier the show, the more intense it is, the more high energy it is, the crazier that pit's going to be, it's going to be a freaking blast but it's also understanding that you know maybe you're going to a show maybe you're playing a show and your audience isn't fully as into it that's fine that is fine just use the prowess behind that to understand that you know that might not be it i think i did see something with uh royal blood where it was like the crowd just wasn't fully as into it that's where you do something where instead of complaining about it, you kind of figure out how can you transition this to make it an the best show possible for the people that are in front of you right then and there. Not every crowd is going to be absolutely insane. Not every crowd is going to have the high energy that you might be hoping for. It's human. It happens. But if you can figure out how to make the show the best possible for the audience that it's around you, that's veteran type behavior that you can absolutely hit on. And it's bands like that, that have not only figured out how to curate their show for the live audience that is there, how to improvise and still have a structured way to be able to do that. But even as their fan base grows, how to hit on every aspect of it from the fans in the front, to the guys in the pit, to the girls in the pit, to the fans that are sitting in the back, to the fans that just want to watch the show. 
absolutely are able to do that. Now, again, there's bands like Bring Me the Horizon that are easily doing something like that. Bands like Rise Against that are hitting all all of that. But there are some younger bands out there that are hitting on that too. See what Bad Omens has done even as they continue to rise. See what, again, even though as manic as they are, watch what Avoid is doing. Avoid knows what the hell they're doing. It's absolutely fantastic. I want to bring them up here. I want to thank Arturo for being on the podcast. When it comes to audio karate, if you want to make sure that you're following along with them, go and see them play a live show at some point in 2023 and listen to what they did with a show of hands along with making sure you listen to what they did on Ultra from their 2022 album. Yep, Ultra. Go to description of the podcast. Links for everything for socials. Links for everything for their, um, where you can stream their stuff, where you can buy tickets, where you can buy some merch, support them. All down there for you. Make sure also liking this video and subscribing to the Core Progression Podcast as well. Like button right down here. Subscribe right over here. Also make sure you go to the description of the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's where you can get all the content for the podcast and all the extra stuff that we do. You can also make sure again to subscribe here on YouTube. I want to hit that again because it's our most important platform. We also are doing reaction videos every single Friday to songs. Kind of going on the band-made train right now, but we got some couple other ones too. So be pretty curious about that. It's going to be a good time. Make sure you're following subscribing. I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. For 20% off, use code CPP20 at FX.com. Link to the podcast, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you once again to everyone that's watching this, listening to this, and thank you to Arturo for being on the podcast. Can't wait to see you on the 29th. On that note, you guys think about listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. He's up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!